I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. I wrote a piece this morning that was directed to women, but about a larger conversation. Something that has been kind of on my mind for quite a while is the relationship between men and women in terms of such a crazy climate with the Me Too movement and with empowerment of um, sexual assault survivors and rape victims and just what that means in the larger context of our society and how women can not only support women, but that the feminist movement in general can be supported by women and men alike. And with that, in my opinion, comes the support of women for men and men for women, kind of like a back and forth. Um, And as I've been kind of wrestling with this and trying to understand what this all means in my own head, I've really reached out to some of the stronger male voices in my life to kind of get their perspectives. And as a lot of you, hopefully all of you know, Abraham Lopez has been on this podcast with me since the very beginning. And we both had a bunch of life changes. I moved, things got a little crazy. And so I picked up the podcast for a few weeks without him, but I'm happy to welcome him back onto the show. And I'm kind of throwing him into it today, kind of trying to tackle something that's a little bit of a big topic and a challenging topic. And um, so first, I hope you just join me in welcoming him back. And then we're just going to throw him to the wolves today. No, I'm just kidding. But I hope that I, my, my hope with this podcast is that just we can have both a female and the male perspective and talk about some things that I think are difficult. But the reason why we started the podcast in general in the beginning was to talk about difficult things and was to tackle some of the stuff that we might not be able to tackle by ourselves. And I think that's why we need a community and why this podcast is so important for both of us. So with that long-winded intro, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back. I'm definitely glad to be here. It has been indeed a really long time. Well, at least for me, it feels like a long time. There's been a lot of life changes with career stuff and everything. I honestly can't remember the last podcast that we did together. Like I do remember that it was interesting as always. There was a lot of uh, back and forth, but nonetheless, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be back. Happy to be able to speak to everybody and, um, you know, just kind of have rehash this conversation and have it like an open forum for everybody to share your ideas and let us know what it is that you're thinking as far as the topics that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really glad to be here. Plus, it's almost getting close to the holiday, so I hope everybody's going to be storing up on eggnog. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one, and I'm glad to be back at this at no better time than now. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. So hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on and and being here with me. And like I said, I'm kind of throwing us, well, in a way, throwing us both to the wolves. Um, But I think that, you know, it's important to talk about things that are difficult because I think it grows us both as individuals. And hopefully, you know, just a disclaimer to throw it out before we even start, um, you know, everything that we say on this podcast is just our opinions based on our life experiences, based on our thoughts. You know, we're not coming to this podcast, you know, saying that we're speaking truth by any means. Um, It's all just based on our life experience and just 
mostly we want everything to be an open conversation. So if you don't agree, that's absolutely okay. If you're on board with us, that's absolutely okay. We just want it to be a space where we can try to talk and tread carefully and maybe make some mistakes along the way, but just be really open about things that are relevant. Absolutely. Um, I can confidently say that the beliefs that I hold near and dear are, at least to a couple of details, are not the same beliefs that I held near and dear uh, six months ago. Mm -hmm. Just because life changes you and life can put you through a lot of, you know, the ringer. (laughs) And it could just make you change your perspective on things, be more open to other things or more conservative on certain things. Like it just, it allows you to grow and it allows you to find that healthy balance. So like I said before, and I stand by that still, I'm not married to my ideas. I want to let that be known that everything I say as well, you know, like Marissa just said, it's, um, it's all based on a subjective nature. We're all talking in terms of like what we've been through. So what I say and what she says is solely based off of what we've experienced in life up to this point. Mm -hmm. And that does not mean we're right. It just means that we're human. And to that extent, we're still open to change because life will continue to throw new obstacles in our way. And I think that applies to everybody. But Mm -hmm. I obviously am a lot less passionate about certain things that I was super passionate about six months ago. Um, And I just learned to reprioritize just like the things in my life and the things I want to talk about and the things I give light to, the things you really just let your headspace borrow room in. Um, Because, I mean, I think if you pay way too much attention to every single thing that happens in your life, then it's going to drive you insane. So I had to go through like a period of realizing where your priorities are Mm -hmm. as far as like what you let borrow your headspace because like you know if it it can build you up or it could tear you down so i mean but nonetheless this is definitely a priority (laughs) awesome no i i really like you know before we dive in i really like the metaphor you said of like just borrowing your headspace you know i think we get super you know, we get into our ideas, our beliefs, our perspectives, and we think we have to like cling so tightly to them. But a lot of growth, a lot of what growth is and what it's about is, you know, learning that you're going to change and you're going to shift those beliefs. Um, and like Abe said, you know, you might have something that is feels really important and really relevant to you at one point and it might shift. Um, and that's all okay. So anyways, that's kind of like a very long, long intro to what we actually <laughs> wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, But pretty much I came to this podcast and threw it on Abe and said, hey, can we talk about this? This is on my heart. That's super challenging. It'd be awesome to have like a female and male perspective. Um, And basically what that's about is this morning I uh, shared a piece that was, like I said, it was written for women. Um, I mean, the title starts with Dear Women, um, but it's all about... The, the title is, you know, Dear Women, Let's Better Men Not Berate Them. And the title and the piece came from a place of wanting to speak to women and honestly speak to myself and to the important women in my life about how we should approach conversations with the men that we love. Um, And I think like this is a conversation I've had a lot with my boyfriend and with a lot of men that I really admire in my life. It's like how do we talk about things that are difficult Um, in today's political climate and with you know conversations about me too and with a lot of really really brave men and women coming forth and sharing their like sexual assault stories um it just becomes a really challenging space to kind of navigate because a lot of times it's like well how do i how do i talk about these things how do i 
you know, how do I bring up to someone I love, you know, that I have been sexually assaulted? How do I, you know, talk about something that's really challenging? You know, how do we do these different things? Um, And for me, I think it's important for women not only to feel like we can talk about these things with the men in our lives, but then also how do we treat the men in our lives and how do we like bring up these things and then respect them? And I guess I'm kind of going in a rant, but I guess like the biggest thing for me is I see on social media all the time a lot of anger and a lot of, just to speak from women, to speak from the female perspective, I see a lot of women who are angry about the way men are reacting to some of the things that have to do with like the Me Too movement. Um, Rightfully so in a lot of ways, but also the anger can be difficult because to me it's like, well, what do we do with that anger? If we're just angry and we're yelling at everyone, especially men, how do we expect anything to change? Um, Something that I see a lot is you know, there's, there's certain men, and this is definitely not every, every man, um, but there's certain men that I've seen have kind of had a response to the Me Too movement, like, okay, you know, enough is enough. This is becoming a quote, manhunt. You know, we can't keep blaming men. And I think that's a huge problem because the whole movement in itself is about empowering people, empowering survivors, men and women to step up and really be vulnerable and share some of the tragic things that have happened to them. And, On the other hand of that, it's like, okay, how do we make this conversation and all of this become something more than just pointing fingers or passing blame or getting mad at each other? Um, And I think that comes from, from the female's perspective, I think it comes from how do we have these conversations with the men and how do we better the men instead of saying, this is your fault or this is something that you need to do better or et cetera. I think that I'm going to speak to that and I'm going to say that it, the Me Too movement, while I completely respect it, I think that the way that we are approaching it as men and women can also be potentially dangerous because of the sheer fact that as guys, we want to help, but we might feel like we, we can't do anything because there are some people that look at it where it's like, you know, you are a man and the sheer fact of you being a man kind of discredits you. And um, so what I'm trying to say here is it makes it very dangerous because especially in like casual things where guys and girls like have a casual thing, there have been reports that come out where there have been false rape accusations. And I feel like because a lot of this stuff is going on right now, with women, with men, a lot of this um, sexual assault stuff, it's very quick to believe the woman. And I'm not saying, not to take away from any of the actual victims, I'm just saying, I'm speaking to the specific cases in which there are, they are false claims. Mm-hmm. Because we're so quick to believe women, um, it can potentially ruin somebody's life. Yeah. And... I read about this. Uh, I read about this case in which a woman accused of a football player, a college football player, about sexually assaulting her, and it came out later. She said that they were false claims that she made them up because she wanted to impress a guy that she liked. She wanted sympathy from him. This ended up getting that football player expelled. He lost his scholarship, and she faced, I think, maybe a couple of months to a year in jail 
whereas the guy was about to lose his freedom. So for me, I find it very problematic that false accusations like that that can ruin somebody's life aren't treated with the same severity as the, actually the guy perpetrating those things. Like I think that if you're if you can ruin somebody's life like this, it's a double-edged sword. Because equally like as the guy can ruin a woman's life like that, I think that it should be also noticed that if a woman makes up false claims like this, it can take the guy's life away too. And not necessarily in the same way where it's like it ruins his mental stability or something like that or he can't trust people, but this could because people are so quick to believe and if you and if you even so much as question it like, well, is she telling the truth? Like even the sheer fact of saying is she telling the truth just sounds horrible. And I mm -hmm. feel bad for saying it because there very there are very real victims out there and if they got sexually assaulted, the last thing I would want to say to them is, well, how do I know you're telling the truth? That's mm -hmm. just it sounds insensitive, it sounds cruel. But I think that we need to acknowledge the fact that those cases do exist that there are false claims out there and because we're in this place where men have to walk on these eggshells and we're on thin ice, we want to help, but we don't feel like we can. We feel very uncomfortable about the situation just because we're men. We want to find that halfway where we can help, where we can find any way to help. Um, but it's it just doesn't seem, it just seems that because we're men, that's in itself enough of a crime. So you're guilty by association. And I'm just like, well, that doesn't mean anything though like I'm, I'm a guy but that i've never assaulted anybody in that way mm -hmm. um i just it bothers me because it's like you know you're guilty just for being a man and i'm trying my best to also understand where these women are coming from but it happens to men as well like mm -hmm. it happens to men as well in the sense that men have and do get sexually assaulted as well not again like i want to make this clear that we're not comparing struggles here we're not Again, completely subjective, but that's one, th one thing I have noticed. Like, it's a very... Like, I don't feel like it's something that we really addressed. Like, it happens on both sides, but... I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say, like, we have to really be careful. It's like, I feel like as guys, we're walking on thin ice. Mm -hmm. We're, like, every single thing that you do, even if it's a casual fling, if... if which I won't, wouldn't do, but I'm saying... If I had a casual fling, which I wouldn't do... There's a chance that the next day, or within a week, or a month, I will be persecuted as somebody who sexually assaulted somebody for something that was consensual. But who's going to believe me? Yeah. Who's, well, they're going to believe hmm. the woman over the man. Because I, I'm the guy, therefore I had the power in the situation, therefore I have, I have the ability to force myself upon her. Yeah. It's I, not believable the other way around because then it just sounds insensitive when you're saying like oh she's lying like and then somebody would be like well why would she lie about something like that and i'm like that's a good question why would she yeah i i get what you're what you're saying and i totally get where you're coming from on that but i think like the larger argument with the me too movement has been more about like okay well if you don't put yourself in the situation to begin with then why would anyone accuse you of anything so like just to kind of play like to argue you on that it's, you know, if you had a casual fling with somebody and, you know, it, it shouldn't turn into some, anything bigger that would potentially, like, hurt you if there's nothing you did to put yourself in that situation in the first place. I feel like what women see as super problematic 
like in response to the Me Too movement is when guys are like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm walking on eggshells. Everything I do is being like scrutinized and looked at through a microscope. And like on one hand, I'm like, I I understand that frustration because it's like, well, you know, I want to protect myself. What if, you know, what if I didn't do anything or what if, you know, there's kind of like that gray area where it's like, okay, but I didn't do anything wrong. What if this person like accuses me of something I didn't do? And like, that's fair. And then on the other side of it, it's kind of like, okay, but the whole point of like the movement in general is empowering like survivors and victims to speak up. It's not about men and so then it's not fair I think like a lot of the pushback is the response from men when it's like oh you know we're walking on eggshells now it's become this hunt you know this everything that we are doing is really looked at through a microscope and then that's where the argument comes like well what are you doing you know instead of like not complaining but instead of saying like oh this you know this is so problematic to me it's like well why would it affect you if you're walking in the path that you should be if you're not putting yourself in situations that are negative like the argument I see from women is like this isn't about you men like be better if this is something that you know you don't do and then you know you wouldn't do then teach the other men around you like the the key phrase now is like toxic masculinity I've heard that and it's like you know teach that away get rid of that teach the people who don't know the quote right from wrong teach the people who are kind of walking in that gray area and not respecting boundaries what it means to respect a boundary so that we can stop this from happening and i think that's where women get pissed because it's like hey this isn't about you and this isn't your place to complain about because this isn't your struggle like i'm sorry that you're getting that you feel like women are attacking you but you shouldn't be attacked if you're doing the right thing so i'm not saying this to you i'm just saying this like as a perspective of like this is why women get frustrated And then it's like, so what do we do from here? Because if we're, as a woman, if I'm frustrated, I can't turn around and go like, nobody gets it. You guys are, you know, you're the problem. Toxic masculinity. There's something wrong with you, 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 and point fingers because that doesn't help men to actually change the conversation. No, what were you going to say? What is the definition of toxic masculinity? I've heard that term thrown around. I'm just like, what's what's toxic masculinity the toxic masculinity i don't know if there's like a set definition but the way i interpret it it's like what's the urban dictionary well i don't know but i think the way i'm interpreting it and the way like i've seen it being expressed is it's about like the perspective that like what a guy wants he can get and i don't know if that's necessarily like the quote definition of it but it's yeah pretty much like the idea that like well you know she didn't say no so I just you know went and did it or like oh it seemed like she was into it or you know like that's around the me too conversation but just kind of like oh well I just like did this and why are you pointing fingers at me type thing and it gets it's toxic because it's like hey women are like hey let's change that let's instead of it just being assumed that oh well I thought she was interested then it's like well did you ask did you take you know steps to make sure that that person was comfortable did you respect boundaries and so that's where, like, that phrase comes from. That's toxic masculinity? Yeah. I was going to say, because we, remember when we went to the Floors and the Machine concert? She said that at some point. Like, she was up there and doing her ballet or whatever she does. I'm confused what the show was. I mean, not to take away from any of the fans. Like, that was a good show. But <laughs> but um, she was like, this song is about something about toxic masculinity. And mm-hmm. I was like, I've heard the term. I know what toxic is. I know what masculinity is. But yeah. I was like, but what does it mean? Is there an actual definition to toxic masculinity? Or is it just like a slang term we all throw around and it can mean anything to anybody? No, I mean, I think there's like a definition to it. That's I what think I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I'm trying to put together what I think like it means in this particular conversation but I think it's just like the perspective of like you know men seeing themselves as not part of the problem I Um, mean I don't think that a lot I mean at least the thing is the, the guys that I know the people that I hang around with we never once were like with this movement I think that the problem lies when when they, when they say like where's the problem is that when you say like guys don't see themselves as a part of the problem I'm like well I didn't do anything I'm a guy but mm-hmm. I'm not guilty by association Right absolutely so and you, you can't were saying just that say before. like you can't I'm not saying you but I'm saying like you can't just say that guys don't see themselves as a problem I was like well I wake up I go to work and I do my thing I don't see myself in I don't in any of that grace period that I have to spend my day going out and being like you know what i'm gonna go out and see if uh, anyone's interested and if they're not i'm gonna ask questions <laughs> right. and yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like i did nothing to be in that position mm-hmm. so to say that it's my responsibility to teach somebody else how to act like a normal human being that's not my responsibility right but then like that's what like my question is then whose responsibility is it theirs like but i feel like you know people just don't yeah absolutely 100 percent. it's like the like, people that are the problem are the ones that need to change the problem. But I think that, like, a lot of men and women don't realize that they're the problem. Like, as a female, I think the problem with this movement lies when women don't want to better the feminist movement in a way that's more productive. Like, I mean, it, you spoke to people that are, you know, having false accusations. Absolutely. I mean, that's such, like, a difficult thing to even talk about in a in this podcast but i think it's important i mean false accusations like it's not okay especially when like the goal of this movement is to do something productive for people that have actually been victims we can't have false accusations we just can't i mean there's just we just can't but then like yeah that aside what are we doing as women to like better if, if all we're doing and as a result okay so we're coming forward we're sharing these stories we're empowering women to change the narrative but then if we're turning around and saying like it's your fault men it's toxic masculinity we're pointing 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 fingers nothing's going to change so as women it's like hey let's better the men around us let's have difficult conversations let's you know talk about these things and when a guy says hey i feel like i'm on thin ice then say hey you shouldn't because if you want if you're you're living the right way and you're walking the right way and you're dating the right way don't feel like you're living that way then what is then what constitutes as the right way i mean i don't i use that that term loosely i'm just saying like if if i'm a guy like like you said you're like you're an amazing person you're not part to me you're not a part of this narrative but at the same time as a man you you have the responsibility to better the narrative just like i as a woman have the responsibility to better the narrative so i think like that is the problem because like women and men alike we're just like well this doesn't apply or like you know i i have a lot of close guy friends in my life who are like you know whatever i don't support the me too movement because i feel like a lot of people are making it up or like you know i've had people say like this has just gone too far and like that just frustrates me because it's like it shouldn't like false accusations aside it's not going too far we're empowering people to share their stories and if that makes you uncomfortable it's kind of like sucks do better the next time you see like guy friends walking around and saying something like or cat calling or you know just the dumb things that we do men and women alike like change that be the one to be like hey that's not cool you know if someone's like it's hard to think of examples off the top of my head but it's like if you're at a party and you see like some guy you know trying to make moves on somebody who's too drunk like be the one that says like hey you know she's too drunk 
You know what I mean? And it's not like, I'm not saying this is your Abe's like responsibility, but I think like for all men, it's like so yeah. many, so many guys in my life, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do or like, well, this sucks or like even like you said, like I shouldn't be lumped in. And no, you shouldn't because you're not. But also like, what do we do to make it better? We have to do something, right? Men yeah. and women. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I was looking at it from the perspective of like, well, why then, why is it my responsibility to teach Chad over here that he's not supposed to touch somebody when <laughs> right. they're intoxicated? Like why, like. Why is that even a thing we have why, to deal why with? Why is it something that I have to somehow take yeah. responsibility of? Like uh, somehow I took the burden on of teaching guys how to be guys. I think it's because you're a nice guy. Do not say that. No, I mean, not like nice guy, but like. You I'm know not what a I mean? white knight. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, like, I think it's it does become the responsibility of the good guys because it's like, if not the good guys, then who else? You know what I mean? And not to like so I just throw on all to, this responsibility no, to you. Look, but... honestly, I, I'm fine with if it is thrown on me, but I'm just saying, like, it just seems like something that shouldn't even be a thing. It sh- it shouldn't. It shouldn't be something where it's like, all right, we need guys to teach guys how to not go like sexual assaulting people right it, when assault. you, yeah when you say it like that it's just so ridiculous because it's like why do we have to teach people how to respect boundaries and oh respect dude. one another like wh- why okay see that's the, that's the problem with me in this term Ugh. Ugh, sorry that's the problem i'm having with this um not movement but I'm, that's the problem i'm having with this like ideology behind it is i'm trying when you're saying toxic masculinity i'm associated with masculinity by default Right. Like, I'm a guy. So, when the word thought toxic, toxic, <laughs> toxic masculinity is thrown around, it almost makes it seem as the sheer fact of masculinity existing. Anything associated with masculinity is to- toxic. And I'm just looking at it like, this has become, not become, but there are cases in which I feel like modern day feminism and... It's just become, it's not about being equal. It's about not everybody. This is not everybody, by the way. But I'm saying like modern day feminism to an extent of people has become not about being equal with men, but about beating down on men. Yeah. And that's coming down on them with a hammer. And I'm like, that is a part where I find a problem with it. Because Mm -hmm. to say that I don't accept that can be taken as a blanket term of you don't want women to be equal and i'm yeah. like I could, I could care less okay i want my sister to do well i want my mother to do well i want my friends i want you to do well um but what i don't want is to be associated with like you don't want to be all like the shortcomings blamed. yeah i don't want to be associated with the shortcomings as to why a woman didn't get her way like i didn't want her to be like well this is a man's world therefore i didn't get that opportunity or something like that like i don't want mm-hmm. that to be a scapegoat like, that's the thing is, like, for me, I see that as toxic feminism because I'm like, all right, there's toxic masculinity, but there's toxic feminism, too, where it's become like a, a guilt-tripping, man-hating kind of movement. Not yeah. saying that it's all that exists. Right. Because there are women out there that want to be equal and just find a level playing ground, but there is such thing as women out there that just don't like guys. Yeah. They don't like you based on what's under your belt. They don't, they just don't like you're associated with being this kind of person and this kind of person just because you're a guy. Like that's a classic guy thing. Like, it's just like that. And I'm just like, that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. I I have an issue with that because that does not 
give anybody a chance to actually know the character within me and it has a pre pre notion like um preconceived notion of who i am already mm-hmm. that bothers me to just lump me in a group of guys and say that i'm the same as chad over here doing a keg stand with his fraternity jacket on from five years ago like that that associates me with that same guy and i'm like no i'm not i've worked my butt off to get to where i'm at i've i'm not the same person as that person but when we go through this we associate and we lump them all together so it doesn't give you the chance to show that you're different it doesn't give you the opportunity to present a a case showing otherwise yeah so i'm just like I'm sorry that coffee was like getting to me, but um, <laughs> but I don't know. I completely see where you're coming from, and I, be- I I do believe in the Me Too movement. I do, but there's a lot of stuff we're not acknowledging, or at least we haven't acknowledged in the best way. Like mm-hmm. the fact that these false accusations come out, the fact that I want to learn to be able to sympathize with somebody without completely making it sound like I'm just questioning whether they're lying or not. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how to help. I want to know how to be there. And I'm not trying to white knight. I'm not trying to be a nice guy. So I said, don't call me a nice guy. Because <laughs> when I hear nice guy, I think of a guy on Facebook with a fedora being creepy and being like, hey, do you want to go on a date? And after the ninth time that she says no, he's like, you know what? I hate all women. That's what in my head is a nice guy. No, see, that's exactly part of like this whole like movement. It's co- that that exact. That's funny. You use that example because, like, literally, I saw on, on this Twitter thread the other day. Fedora guy. <laughs> yeah, a guy where it was like, not a fedora guy, but <laughs> it was someone on Twitter who shared like screenshots, and it was like, you know, I told this guy I wasn't interested, and then like, there's a screenshot, and he's like, you know, you're part of the problem. Yeah, like that. that. Yeah, that you won't. You know, I'm a nice person, that's and I'm mean. trying to date you, and you said no, and like, you suck, and like, just like a bunch of stuff. Like, he kept messaging her, and she just like yeah. didn't respond, and it's like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess, like, it's not your, Abe, you know, it's not your <laughs> responsibility to, like, fix this dude on Twitter. And But, like, what I mean by, like, the nice, you know, guy, I think it's, like, there's there's so many good guys. And, like, for women, I think it's, like, hey, what you said about, like, feminism is right. I think there's, like, a, I think it's, like, a smaller percentage, but I think it just, like, becomes negative when there's like negative accusations being thrown out you know Mm -hmm. i don't think that feminism actually i know that feminism is not about like let's push down men and make them feel like crap like that's not the goal the goal is let's uplift women let's empower stories let's believe survivors let's believe victims let's change the narrative like all that stuff is super powerful that's the focus of feminism but i think it gets clouded by like negativity when people see like a crappy twitter thread and they're like oh guys suck like we have to women we have to stop you know we can't just say guys suck because not all guys are like that we can't be like oh you know you're you know i I don't know without like speaking to this a thousand million times it's just like one of those things where it's like i feel like we need to have more conversations like as in general women and men need to have more conversations because i think that's where everything lies because as i'm sitting here with you and like i hear your perspective i'm like dang you know like that does suck like if i'm a person that like i'm a guy you know and i don't do this you know i don't act like this i don't treat women with disrespect and now i'm getting like lumped in to this crappy category and i don't know how to get out i don't know how to help and for me it's like hey i'm a woman like i want to help you i want to like talk to you about this stuff so I don't feel like you're being rude to me when you say things like oh I'm walking on eggshells like hearing your perspective and knowing like like that's not really what you're trying to say it's more of just like 
hey, like, I'm a good person. What do I do? Hey, it's not my responsibility to fix other guys. Like, they need to, like, figure their crap out. Like, I don't know. I just think we have to have more conversations because when we, like, point fingers at each other, like, it literally gets us nowhere. And then it clouds the perspective of, like, what a certain thing is about. Like, feminism isn't supposed to be about, like, let's tear down men. Like, that's not the goal. So why are we making it like that? Why is it being perceived by men like Mm -hmm. that? Like, we got to change something. Yeah. No, I see. I see. I definitely see where you're coming from. And while you're speaking to that behalf, I want to speak to the guy perspective for a second. And I want to say, like, I'm going to say, like, you know, a hard pill to swallow for some of us. Not for all of us, but this might be a hard pill to swallow for, for some guys. And it's the simple truth of just because she's nice to you doesn't mean she's into you. Just because she is kind doesn't mean she's nice to you. And if she's not interested, it's not because she's a prude. It's not because she's trying to beat you down. It's not because she's trying to make you feel less than. But there's a there's a hard truth to understand, and that is that not every girl that you hit on is going to be into you. And it's up to you as a guy to not respond like a child. If your entire self-confidence was running on the fact that she was going to say hi, then that's something you need to look at within yourself. That's a problem. Because if a woman's rejection is enough to make you lose it, then you need to have some serious self-reflection time because like let's be honest like all the girls you've ever been into or will be into they won't all say yes they won't all be into you and it's gonna suck it's gonna suck Mm -hmm. because obviously you want to get a chance to prove to them that you're a nice guy that you're worthy of their time like anybody but you have to be able to take no and understand that that's not a reflection on you. It just might be a reflection on who this person is. Maybe they might not be ready for something at the time. It might not be you. Everybody's an isolated case. Yeah. I've had instances where I've asked somebody on a date and they weren't ready. But later down the road, it was a better time. Um, but again, everybody's life is different. But what... I don't want to speak to is don't white knight please like don't when I mean when I say don't white knight is when Marissa told me that I'm a nice guy I didn't like taking that term because my definition of a nice guy is those guys that refer to themselves of a nice guy like they're like hey why wouldn't you go out with me I'm a nice guy I'm like the fact that you were hounding her this much the fact that you respond the way that you do does not make you out to be a very nice guy. And that that's a problem. Um, and when I and and I, I look at it in the term of like a white knighting it, where it's like you're gonna be the solution, you're gonna be this like perfect guy or something like that. Reality, dude, like it doesn't work out like that. It doesn't. And you need to handle rejection with grace. You need to handle it in a, in the sense of like it's not a reflection on me. Or her it's just a reflection of of it like that's how it is mm-hmm. it's a truth it's a hard truth to swallow but it's true not every girl not every per- pretty girl you meet is going to be into you 
but there will be one that is meant for you. Or guy, I don't know what I don't know what you believe in, but I'm saying like my problem lies with those guys because I've seen the threads like that too, where mm. there's a girl that's like because I saw one recently too where there was this guy who was ranting about a girl and stuff. He's like, all girls are the same. I'm never gonna be like this again. I'm just a nice guy. Keep in mind, he was wearing a fedora, <laughs> classic trademark <laughs> of the nice guy. Um, but then she like. He was like, I brought muffins to her house and stuff. I was so nice to her. And she still rejected me and stuff like that. All girls are the same. And down the thread it went. Like, people were like, that sucks, dude. Like, this, this, and that. And then the girl responded. And she was like, what he's not telling you is the fact that he's consistently blowing up my phone. He came to my house when he knew I was with my boyfriend. And he didn't just bring muffins. He brought me lingerie and said this would look good on you. Like... Mm -hmm. So you need to stop or I'm going to put a restraining order on you. That makes me cringe really hard Yeah. because I'm like, at, at what point in, at what, to what state do you have to be in, in your head to think that's okay? And that's, and like, how did you think that was going to end? How did you think that, did you think that somehow in the future you were going to tell your kids about how you got your mom, you finally like wore down their mom and they were like, yeah, she was like, fine, I'll give you a chance. Like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. If it's not happening and you got to force it. It's not happening. But if, like, at this rate, if you force it, it's taking up more of your headspace than it is hers. And it's not doing, it's not hurting her, it's hurting you. Yeah. And things shouldn't be forced, you know? It they shouldn't. should be organic. Yeah, they should be organic and Grass natural. Fed. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it should also just be like, maybe, the, I don't know, as you're talking, I feel like maybe the biggest thing is that it all lies in, like, open lines of communication like with this podcast like just talking about hard stuff mm -hmm. you know understanding and respecting people's boundaries but maybe even like being clear about what they are like you know just as that you know as that twitter it is scary but as that twitter girl it's like you know maybe and, and maybe she did I, I have no idea but it's like you know maybe it's just like you need to set a clear boundary like hey i'm sorry i'm seeing someone else like mm -hmm. please stop and then as that guy it's like okay i'm gonna stop now or like you know what i mean like if we just are we have more conversations, we are more open, we lay out kind of like our boundaries, even if it's hard or it sucks or it's weird or whatever, but like, I don't know, that hopefully can start to change the narrative because it's just ridiculous to keep having like these stories from men and women alike where it's like... And they're common too. Yeah, where it's just like, you know, people are getting disrespected and people are getting hurt and things are getting misconstrued and like, you know, we shouldn't have to have these things happen over and over again. Like we need to change as women and as men collectively, we just need to do better and support one another. We do. We definitely do. But that's just the thing I want to add to it, too. When they say, like, you're you know, not, you're not supposed to, but it would be nice if... I hate the word nice guys. But if regular guys... I'm going to call it regular guys. If regular <laughs> guys somehow taught the Eugenes of the world how to be... And if your name's Eugene, yeah, Chad and Eugene are going to be so pissed after this podcast. Like, sorry, honestly, I'm sorry. You got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> I'm not changing it. That's just the way I see it. Because Chad, I see as like the college frat guy. And Eugene is like the guy with the fedora. Those are like, those are our toxic masculinity is like, those are the guys in our group where we're just like, hey, where did we go wrong? Um, but I'm just kind of like thinking, hope, like in this, in this sense, like, I don't see how, because obviously what the way we're seeing it is Eugene and Chad are both very stubborn. 
when it comes to women. So obviously, if they couldn't take no as an answer, then how is it going to be any different with when me I'm trying to present it to them, which is even not my job, which is even not my job. But if I did, let's say for hyperbole, I did <laughs> that. Uh, I uh, I somehow try to explain to Eugene that she's just not into him. That's not going to change anything on my part. That's not going to somehow change his mind. He's just going to be like, you know what? She is. She's into me. Mm-hmm. They're stubborn. And they're going to want to have their way. So we have to understand the reality that there might be a truth to that I can't change. Right. I don't think people can change, but it's like we have to do something. So it's not my job something. to try to change them. Well. I don't mean I don't mean like in general. I mean like after that initial talk, it's not my job to be like, all right, guys, we need to band together and try to change Eugene because Eugene's being creepy and no, now we I have just, to like change him. I like, just think we have to do. It's not my job. Yeah. I'm not his babysitter. I think we just have to do more because it's like we can't keep letting that be the narrative. It's like if we want to know how to change something, we have to just like keep figuring out ways to do something. I don't think it all, like, I'm not saying it all lies on you, you know, it's your responsibility to fix the world, but it's also like, you know, if we keep brushing it off and saying, oh, well, it is what it is, that's how Eugene is, that's how, you know, then that's where we have, like, you know, we get into these, like, larger issues where it's like, oh, we knew that this person wasn't doing the right thing, and yet, you know, we just kind of let it happen, and now, like, we have a situation. I don't know. I feel like that's just, like, a particular example, but I think, like, we just have to keep working on what we can do to change that narrative you know yeah. it might not be all your responsibility that's not really what i'm saying it's not like totally guys responsibility to like be better but i think we have to step up and like i think guys need to step up and take a role and i think women too like that's what i wrote my piece about it's we have to find ways instead of saying like guys you're the problem being like hey guys like this is what you could do better and like vice versa like teaching each other so that we don't have things that are just brushed off. Like, oh, that's just how it is. That's just how guys are. That's yeah. just how women are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But No, you're right. And I mean, I think we've never... This might be a huge understate, overstatement, but I don't know if we've ever been in such a confusing place with guys and women until up until now. Like, yeah, I think social media plays so, a role. Yeah. And just the... like The dating world is all mm-hmm. kind of screwed up. There's just all kinds of stuff and so much pressure so and much just like miscommunication. Yeah, like it's just it's that if you want to slap something as toxic, that's toxic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's hard because that doesn't just affect guys. That's on both sides, and yeah. I think that the problem lies in the communication. It prob- the problem mm-hmm. lies in insecurity. The problem lies in like it lies more within than it does with each other. I think that if we could take yeah. the time to like really recenter ourselves and understand who we were as people that it wouldn't there wouldn't be such uncertainty right like, i think that if eugene was very secure about himself he wouldn't have to continuously ask her if he was like okay she's not into me whatever okay cool yeah it's but like no because like, he's like i need her approval i need her to say yes mm-hmm. because that's what my confidence is riding on yeah that comes from eugene it doesn't come from her Mm-hmm. And it's and, also like, yeah. sorry, no, I'm so ahead. excited. I have so many thoughts. Go ahead. Um, but it's like what you said about like, you can't change Eugene. Like, you're right. I think a lot of it comes from like, let me as like, maybe actually maybe in a sense, it's like, yeah, let's take responsibility for like the crappy people and like, let's better the people all around us so we can all be better. But maybe it also starts with like looking within, like, am I a part of the problem? Am I like, I'm talking about myself. I'm not saying you, Abe. I'm just saying like, am I a part of the problem? Like, what can I do personally <sighs> 
to change it. And like, like you said, like you can't, maybe you can't change the genes of the world, but if you can change yourself and you act differently, then it like other people can see by that example, like how to treat other people. And then like, if you have good communication, then it's like, okay, now we can, now I understand like a little bit more about like communication. I don't know. I think it starts there, but I think it starts with things like this podcast. Like let's talk about it and like just put it out there. Good, bad, messy, whatever you know we might be totally on the mark and you might be sitting and listening to this being like yeah yeah or it might be like what the heck you guys are so off base but i think like it starts with talking about it yeah i mean we're gonna have people feel about it one way or another like it's gonna really just depend on who you are that's why i said that's why we said this is a subjective podcast it's not to teach you a truth it's to teach you our truths it's what we believe in it's what we see and those things are going to change based on how life goes it's going to change i mean I don't know. I'm hoping I can, I, I'm really hoping and believing that we're going to figure this out, but it, ha- it does have to start with beating in the middle and mm-hmm. being like, okay, I'm wrong. Okay. I'm wrong. Like we both have it wrong. We both have something that we we could do better right. to completely say that the blame is on one specific gender is foolish. Like we're both doing something wrong and we can both do it better. So, um, I know like, I'm not saying like I, I don't think it's a good idea to compare to compare struggles because then that's just going to be like well we suffer more I'm like well no we're suffering more it's like that's not a good idea for anybody that how are we gonna how is this going to lead to anything good right it's not fruitful it's not good but nonetheless that's where we are and I'm hoping we can get to I, I have faith that we're going to get somewhere in the middle where the dating game isn't so destroyed anymore yeah so yeah that's kind of that yeah well thanks for joining me and hope to see you on more podcasts in the future yeah. i love i love having the male female back and forth well we'll definitely be doing it more i mean my life settled down more now so we can definitely keep it going also don't forget to follow us on our social media and by the way marissa your book Woo! yeah big news i have a uh, obtained full rights to my poetry book and Boom. i've been i bought it <laughs> And I've been sharing about it across all social media because I'm super stoked. Um, it's called Somewhere on a Highway. And if you Google that and my name, you will find it. It's really good, too. Aww. It's pretty great. It's something you definitely want to read when you are, like, unwinding. It makes you think a lot. So it's like, yeah, it's there. And it's not a thick book at all. It's a – you can, like, literally slip it in your back pocket. It's pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, there, there's that. There's your book. <laughs> your book is, is yours now, so it's great. Um, I'll, I mean – and again, like I said, feel free to follow us on our social media. I'm not sure if we're still if we're still sticking our tags on there or not. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, but feel free to follow me. I'm going to take it off private now because I realize people don't want to struggle. But <laughs> but feel free to get in touch with any of us if there's any podcast ideas you guys want to talk about, anything, really questions, whatever. We're open to that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll see you soon. See ya.